I'm ready when you are. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do this. Okay. You can do whatever you want. There it is. Hey. What's, hey, what's up? Another bunch, what's up? Chilling. You got cereal? You motherfucker! Look, look. Shut up. Yes! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you fucking rule! Oh my god! I knew it was gonna happen. I knew it. Yes, that's amazing. You stumbled upon eating cereal with bitches. I'm your host, Jay. This is a show where we eat cereal as an icebreaker to much deeper conversation. Today I'm eating cereal with Melissa from Brook Reading Podcast. What's up? Hey, how's it going? Thanks for being here. Oh, uh, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Please. <laughs> I'm having Lucky Charms today. A little bowl. That's so funny. Personal favorites. What do you got? That's so funny. Look what I'm having. Mm. Oh yeah. You know what? They they changed the Lucky Charms guy. Have you noticed this? Are you old enough to know this? Oh, uh, <laughs> trust. Yes, I am. Um, who do you have? Well, I mean, I think I have the new guy too, but he's doing a little something different here. He's doing a little dance. Okay, mine's mine's juggling. See, that um, guy looks really weird to me. Yeah. No, you're right. I actually. Oh my God. You're. I'm sure they have. Yeah. They've changed. Cereal has just gotten a makeover in the past. 30 years. 30 you haven't years. even made the shit yet? No, I was waiting for you. I thought this was a... Oh, for Christ's sake. Just... <laughs> Let's get to eating it. it all right, it... all right. I thought I thought there was like a routine because, you know... No, that's what Dan did. I was going to say your previous guests <laughs> like had a whole setup, you know, so I brought my bowl. Oh, he, wa like... he wanted to put the milk first. Yeah, that was, that was nuts. That shit does not work. It doesn't. Because, yeah, you can't, like, I'm not going to put in more milk and drown my cereal, but how would I know that unless the cereal's already in the bowl? It's stupid. I don't even want to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good. It's been played out. What do, you, what do you got, the 2% or the vitamin D? What are we doing here? Whole, baby. Whole, baby. That's what I got. Whole milk. We're having the same thing. This is Come a first. On. This no, is a first. Really? <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. I don't mess around. Whole milk, no organic, no low fat. For what? I was raised right. Right. Now, is Lucky Charms your favorite? I have many favorite cereals. I'm a huge fan of cereals. It's Are one you? of my favorites. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love cereal. That's why, like... When you asked me to be on the show, I was like, oh, let me see. Do I want to be on a show where I get to eat cereal and curse a lot? Fuck yes. Bring it on. There we go. <laughs> see, you're the first guest I've had on that eats cereal. I don't even eat uh, cereal. I've, this is, this, I've just started since this show. 
Oh, really? Yeah, I haven't had cereal in decades, probably. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God, no. I still eat it. I was going, it was a, it was a struggle at the grocery store. I'm not going to lie because I really wanted golden grams. They're one of my favorites. Oh, that's good. Yeah. But when you talk and eat them, they're like cutting into your face. It's just a whole painful like experience. See, now that's then, the beauty of the show. What's that? That's the beauty of the show though. <laughs> your guests you are bleeding and in pain. What do you got behind you? I can barely see it. Oh, it's Brooke reading podcast. Okay. Okay. So. You're actually the first guest in my revised recording studio. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Now, so, is, that, is that like a green screen or is that going to just, that's what it is? It is a fabric curtain that I made. I like went to the fabric store and bought some stuff. You couldn't iron that shit? Listen. If <laughs> <laughs> It's been in storage for a while. I'm not going to lie. It looks a little shoddy, but um, I got, bitch, I don't even have an iron. Do you have an iron? Uh, I don't know, but I have uh, a shower where I could steam shit. That would work. <laughs> I don't know. I have a dryer. So I don't I'm really, have a dryer. I'm really tentative about, you know, on this show, I call people bitch, but I, I believe I've cleared it with you to where I don't sound like a complete scumbag over here. You're not going to sound like a scumbag. Okay, that's good to know, bitch. I think if you don't call me... <laughs> There's no hate there. There's no hate. No, absolutely not. I think if you don't call me a bitch or anything, I'm going to be more offended. So okay, there we go. Because in a teaser for this episode, you kind of added to the evolution of the show because it's eating cereal with bitches, but mm -hmm. you made it sound like the bitches was complaining, like we're bitching about shit. Mm -hmm. which is which is helping because you're a five minute rant kind of person right dude come on so i thought it was clever i don't know if that's the route we'll go but i like it it's been it's been floating around back here oh good i'm glad yes no so, absolutely so like when i i was thinking about this the other day too i was like when i use the word bitch i tend to only use it if i'm bitching about something like you said if i'm calling people something <laughs> It's usually a lot worse than bitch. So. Right. See, the whole thing started for me because I had a, a roommate in my early 20s, and that was, we referred to each other as, you know, you're going to do the dishes today, bitch? And we just, you know, are we going out, bitch? Are we going to go get drinking, bitch? And mm -hmm. it, it, there was, it didn't mean anything, right? It yeah. was like, dude, but we were so yeah. close, we could call each other bitch. So to me, it's a, it's a supreme term of endearment. Yes, you know, whereas other people have ruined it, right? Yeah. No, definitely. My, <laughs> I, I have friends and I that call each other the C word be, um, in like, you know, comfortable conversations. So See? I. But yeah. you just refer to it as a C word. Well, you well, don't have don't to do that here. I don't know how you feel about it. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to offend. I don't, I don't offend your sensibilities, bitch. Listen. To me, it's just it's just letters put together. It doesn't mean anything. That's what I'm saying. So that's how I feel about it, but. It's kind of like I probably should live in Australia because they just use the word cunt so freely. They're just right. like you said, like they call your friend, you know that. So yeah, I live there. But so you got it up in the background there. So tell us about uh, Brook Reading Podcast. You've done over 110 episodes, right? Oh my God, yeah, I do. Going strong, feeling good about it. Plug away, plug away. Oh, thank you. Well, shit. 
I forgot I had that many episodes. <clears throat> um, so, as you mentioned before, yeah, part of it is I rant about shit for like five minutes or more, depending on what the issue is. But typically it started as I'd read a book and review it, break it down, talk about the themes, talk about the author biography, all kinds of literary shit. Um, I guess in the past 30, 40 episodes, I started to like tailor it to different stuff. I started incorporating like more current events and shit like that. Or I would just go off on a tangent and do like a series of whatever I wanted to talk about. Right. Um, I are, I did. Do you have, you have all the streaming services, your Netflix, your Hulu, your whatever. I have Netflix. I don't have Hulu. Okay. Well, Hulu is, I like Hulu a lot actually. And they did this show called Mrs. America. I don't know if you remember the, the trailers for that or whatever. It was fucking cool. It was a historical, like, kind of biopic with all these amazing actresses. And they were covering, like, uh, late 60s, early 70s, like, when the ERA amendment was trying to be passed. So I did that. And then I read a bunch of books by the women that were in that show, like Gloria Steinem, Betty Friedan, shit like that. And I re uh, reviewed them on the show and I talked about the show, the episodes. So that was a huge ass thing I did uh, last year. I did an entire summer of just Stephen King. So, who I hate, by the way. Really? Not okay. personally. <laughs> Not personally, because I really I don't have a problem with his politics. This America, do you? But yeah. do you find with Stephen King, and this is not where I'm trying to go, but the foreshadowing, the foreshadowing fucks up a lot of his his books. To me, I don't want to know. 20 pages before that this person's going to die and he does that shit all the time. He does enjoy foreshadowing, yeah. I yeah. can't fucking stand it. It takes away all the suspense. I to get me. that, yeah. To me. No, no, no. I I get that. Um, I feel like when he was writing in the 70s and 80s and maybe in the 90s a bit, like he was more heavy-handed with that and especially with the books that are like a thousand pages. Yeah. If you read more of the current shit, there's a little less of that, I've noticed. But yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. I I wanna, I wanna like, be. Uh, Pet Cemetery was great. I love that one. I've read a lot of them, and uh, mm -hmm. the second Dark Tower book, man, I I thought that was just the shit. The drawing of the three or whatever. I love that book. Okay, I really see that makes me jealous because I really want to get to that one, but the first one fucking blows. Yeah. I can't get through the. I'm trying to read them in order, and I can't get through the Gunslinger. I want to fucking kill myself. And it's the shortest one. Is it? The gunslinger is like two, not even 200 pages, I don't think. I can't get, it's like killing me. My eyes are yeah. bleeding. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> mm. So what inspired you to start a podcast? Mm. To start a podcast? Oh, yeah. shit. Why the fuck do we do this shit? Why do we do this shit? Good question. Um, I was actually listening to probably like eight or so, nine or so years before my show. I was listening to Nerdist a lot because I used to be a huge fan of all those guys. Not that I'm not anymore. I'm just not caught up to what they're doing. Right. Um, but I listened to the hell out of them. I listened to Pete Holmes when he was doing his show, which I don't know if he still is either. And I was just like, wow, this is rad. You can jump on with your pals and just talk about whatever you want. And it sounded like conversations that my friends and I would have anyway. And I don't know what I know. I remember like the day I started my show like that I had the idea for it. I remember like signing up for my Twitter. I remember Googling the title and like seeing if it, you know, have anybody had done it or whatever. Um, 
And then I was just like, yeah, I just want to talk about shit that I like. Like I knew so many people had a movie podcast. So many people talk about TV and shit like that. And I'm like, well, I'm like, I read constantly. And, you know, I felt like being an English teacher, I had like an extra level of expertise or whatever. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to do that. (laughs) Right on. It's a good, it's a good show. Thank you. Bear with me for just a second while I, I plug myself, but it, it comes back to you, okay? <laughs> okay. I'm going to play the a new teaser for uh, Coyote's Bluff right here. And uh, it's a new audio drama coming out in January that I wrote, and you can subscribe now. I'll leave the links in the description along with a bunch of links for you that we'll get to in a minute. Thanks. But uh, it'll lead to something, so just bear with me. So here that is. I just wanted to tell you that I'm being sent to Chattanooga. Yeah. Finally. It'll all be over soon. Okay, so you were one of the very few who I let read that before Jeff started making it. You remember reading? Yes, I do. The screenplay thing. Absolutely. And and this is where it, it relates to you, right? Because putting something out there, right? I'm gonna fucking die. Makes you feel vulnerable as hell, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Like I can look at yeah, you. Yeah, that's why I'm like. <laughs> Like Coyote's Bluff, and this is your book, Turning Point. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> it's like letting people read your shit is just, it's just kills you every time. And anybody, good or bad, you almost don't want to hear it. This is just me, doctor. Mm-hmm. Right? I, don't, I don't know how you feel, and that's what I want to know, because writing a damn thing is just, it's, it's a killer. And I hear, like, Coyote's Bluff now, I've heard the first half, and I was like, fuck, I wish I had changed that word. I wish I'd have took this sentence out or moved it. And do you feel like that when when you're looking at your own shit? Dude, the one that you read and the one that, first of all, like all you guys that bought one around that same time, you know, all you guys from the network and shit. Thank you. So like, that means so much to me. It meant so much to me when you asked me to be in the network, first of all, and then that you guys like are so supportive of each other's extra shit. Like, obviously we're all, I know, fucking love you guys. Not only are you supportive of each other's shows, obviously that's what we do, but like your extra, your, you know, extracurricular activities, whatever you want to call it. But so I love that. That means so much to me. I'm so like fucking flustered because I didn't know you were going to show the book. Um, ah, you jerk. <laughs> well, I want to talk about it because this is, to me, it's very hard to, to read my own shit, to hear my own shit, to get feedback about my own shit. And just writing the damn thing took forever. Yeah, I'm never in my mind. I was never going to be happy with it ever. Yeah, absolutely. But you put this out just like I'm going to put out some shit. And Mm -hmm. it's just uh, it's difficult as fuck. Yes, it is. That one that you guys all have is actually the second edition because I went back and re-edited it. And like you said, took some shit out, changed some shit that when. The first time I wrote it, I edited. I edit like, I mean, like that's part of my fucking job as a teacher is to like edit basically. So of course I'm going to go extra crazy on myself. So I edited the hell out of the first time I put it out. 
but I actually went back, took that off of Amazon and redid it and called it like a second edition or whatever. And that's the one that you guys have. Um, so yeah, a hundred percent. I get that. Like you're never happy with your own shit. And if I could edit it 10 more times, I probably would. How long did it take for you to do that shit? <laughs> Which part? <laughs> writing. The whole fucking thing. Let's talk about writing. So, well, the writing part was um, help, uh, National Novel Writing Month was going on. And that happens every year in November. It, um, I don't know when that started, actually, but I did it in 2010. A uh, couple guys I know who are actually podcasters, too, and writers, they do it. Um, but you, it kind of forces you to write 50,000 words in a month, which comes to about 1,700 words a day. And if you finish it in the time, I mean, and this is, you know, before editing, before you make it look nice and shit like that, they are hooked up with um, the self-publishing aspect of Amazon. So you would get one free like proof copy and you can edit it, submit it, send it in, and then they start selling it for you on Amazon. So that's how I got involved with that. But I- You wrote this bitch in a month, are you? No, no, I absolutely did not write that bitch in a month because- <laughs> It's since it's historical, I did two to three years of research just on the Iroquois tribe on Native Americans in uh, in America around that like that time period, like end of 1600s, beginning 1700s, because I know nothing about history. I was just in dusty library, big ass books, you know, the internet wasn't fantastic back then. So and then I wrote it and then it probably took me another year to edit it and make it nice the way I wanted to. So I didn't really publish until 2011. So <laughs> do with me. It's, it's a grueling process and yeah, it's available on Amazon. I'm going to leave a, another link. There's going to be tons of links, <laughs> but check this shit out. Check this shit out. I'm not going to okay. review it obviously because nobody wants to hear it. Nobody cares what I think anyway. Well, dude, nobody's going to, if you don't review it, nobody's going to hear about it because I ain't fucking reviewing it. Everybody keeps asking me, when you review your book on your show, I'm like, how am I supposed to review my own fucking book on my show? Are you kidding? And Shit. I'm going to put myself up there with fucking George Orwell and everybody else that I talk about. Yeah. I'll fucking Melissa Sack, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Who the fuck gives a shit? Come on. Yeah, that would be weird. Hey, do it now. There's Catcher in the Rye and then there's my book. <laughs> fuck that other shit. No, I can't, man. That's yeah. so weird. I'm reading a book now. It's the biography of Eleanor Roosevelt. You're going to fucking put my shit up there next to yeah. one of the... Fuck that shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yes, so, exactly. So one of the hardest things to do as a podcaster, and you'll, you'll probably agree, is the, the social media sites. There's 10 of them. There's 20 mm. of them. I don't know how many there are. And there's you, too fucking many. You have to promote your shit or else nobody will know about it because there's yeah. a million podcasts. So how have you kept up with all that shit for so long? I, I haven't. I, <laughs> and now. Well, you're now, everywhere. I'm trying to be, but and now Twitter's got fucking Fleetwood oh, Mac or some shit. I don't even know. I don't know what the fuck that is. I don't know what that is either, but. And it, of course they had to follow the one aspect of a social media that like I don't understand I don't get Instagram I don't know how to fucking do Instagram luckily I have a girlfriend who's a millennial and she took over the Brooke Reading Instagram account so the fact that Brooke Reading on Instagram looks fucking popping and amazing is because of her like, 
I don't do any of that shit. She'll ask me week to week, what's your episode about? And I'll be like, oh, it's about fucking Eleanor Roosevelt. She'll go up there, boop, 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 find all these cute images and promote, you know, she's just so good at all of it. So because of her, my Instagram looks awesome. I love Twitter personally. So I'm on that shit all the time. I haven't really done the Facebook thing. And I know we've been talking about this, you know, with our, our group, like I'd love to have a big show of all of us on Facebook. I don't know. Facebook looks weird too. Everything looks strange. Uh, yeah, yeah, and Twitter's got that story shit now. I don't. I don't even know what to fucking do with that. I, I want it. I don't even want it. I want it. No. Okay. I want it gone. Yeah. Same. I hate Wait. it. So un unless my team of researchers <laughs> got this wrong, you live in Scotch Plains, New Jersey. I do. Who's your team of researchers? It's just. It's just me. It's just you. Okay. Yeah. So what's, what's famous about Scotch Plains? Absolutely fucking nothing. There's I don't no believe that because Judy, Judy Bloom lives there or lived there. Or lived there. Live. Yes. You're right. Yes, she did. And Dudley Moore is buried there. That's it. That's all I could find. Hello, Arthur. Hello, Mr. Johnson. Really? Yes. You don't even know this shit? I didn't know that. No, I knew, I knew Judy Bloom because she's been in a lot of different parts of New Jersey. Um, Holy shit, no, but I have a cemetery that's like kind of around the corner from my house. I wonder if it's that one. It's a it's supposed to be the the uh, famous cemetery there and Dudley Moore is buried there. And that's weird because he's English as fuck. But he's yeah. buried in Scotch Plains. <laughs> yeah. He was English, whatever the fuck. <laughs> I think you're still English after that. <laughs> I don't um, know. Are you? I don't know. Now I want to look it up. Oh shit, that's exciting. Um okay, so I mean, this is straight up Wikipedia research, so. That's oh. fine. <laughs> so there is a cannon in the middle of town. So I feel like there was some kind of war or a battle that was important. There's some sign. I haven't read it. It's whatever. I, um, but so something, I guess, historically, like some battle happened. Um, I have also have not lived here my whole life. So I don't, <laughs> I've been here for like six years. Okay. So, so yeah. okay. Where were you before then? I'm more of a North Jersey kid. I grew up in Harrison. Which okay, is so Jersey. all Jersey. Because so, yeah, oh, yeah, no, 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 yeah. 100% Jersey. Can't you tell? <laughs> As a Jersey person, if somebody says New Jersey, what do you think of first? Oh. And I'm talking in popular culture. Okay. Um, fucking Kevin Smith. <laughs> Kevin Smith. Yeah. Okay. All right, yeah. that's cool. Even <laughs> though I'm not a South Jersey kid, like... I've, you know, I've been watching his movies since high school, so. Right, right. You know, yeah, he's the first one that comes to my head. When people ask me, I think Bruce Springsteen. Because, okay. And then when people ask, I've asked some younger people that I work with, and they go, Jersey Shore. And oh. I just think that's horrible for you, for you poor people in New Jersey. <laughs> Yuck. First of all, those motherfuckers are not even from here. Those bitches are from Staten Island. It's called Jersey Shore. What are you going to do? Because they, um, I think they actually film in a house in Asbury Park. Again, actually, my girlfriend would know more about that, too, because I think she's watched it. Um, I actually wrote an article and did an episode about Mike Sorrentino when he came out of prison. So I know a little bit about him. But yeah, other than like one of them, and I can't remember which one, the majority of them are from New York. So New York can have them. Uh, and yeah, I know. They're just like... <laughs> slandering see when you, know, you said like ash when you said ashbury park i still thought of bruce springsteen 
Well, I yeah. just think Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, exactly. I think, um, didn't he play it like this? I might, one of my really close friends is from Asbury Park. Didn't he play it like the Stone Pony like back in the day? Okay, now, now that's above my shit. What are you drinking? What, what the fuck water. was that? Just water. Water in a fancy bottle. It's oh, Stephen King fucking, okay. I well, see. I have a it's lot of other stickers. stickers. I have a sticker of my kitty. Um, you have a sticker of your own cat. Well, it looks a lot like my cat, okay, so that's okay, why I bought okay, it. Okay. <laughs> I have um, a Star Trek, but done in like, kind of like pop looking comic book. I see it, yeah. Yeah, I got Pulp Fiction, because that's one of my favorite movies. It's a good movie. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Yeah, I get very dry doing all this talking. <laughs> so you're a, you're a, you're a teacher, English. Oh, I was a, I was an English major myself. I didn't cool. know if I wanted to be a teacher or what the fuck I wanted to do. To be honest with you, I still don't know what I want to do. But you're, and tell me if I'm going too far. You're unemployed right now. Um, I'm actually well, yeah, from the actual school system. Yeah, no, don't I don't give a fuck, dude. I'll talk about whatever. Okay, I good. used to be like, I used to hide a little more shit from my show, but I'm like. This is my show. This is my life. And I'm not going to, clearly I don't worry about censoring when I'm, you know, reading books or anything like that. So why am I going to censor my own life? Right, right. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm not in like a public school anymore, but I'm working for a family and they're doing like a pandemic pod. Um, so there's like four or five kids in the house and they're online with their teachers throughout the course of the day. Um, but I'll just go around to them. Like they might ask me, you know, for help doing some of their yeah, independent yeah. assignments or some shit like that. So tutoring and shit. Yeah, kind of. Okay, okay, kind of. Uh, yeah, okay. kind of, sort of. But yeah, it's it's really nice actually. I'm not gonna lie. It's um, I know I'm only around the same four or five kids every day. We all got the masks on, so I don't have to worry about the you know, whole COVID blah blah blah. And um, you know, some of my my friends that are still teaching right now, they're just like it's hell, you know, trying to teach the kids that are in front of you in the classroom, and then you got the kids online. They're like it's just so much craziness. So. I'm yeah. kind of glad I'm out of the classroom right now. I'm not going to lie. Right. And, it, you know, something was announced the other day, and I, I don't know everything, maybe you will, that, about New York closing schools again. Yeah. As, as a teacher, is that, do you back that? What, what's your feelings about that? Oh, my God. Yes, please. Don't, don't make the kids, like, okay, everybody's saying, like, oh, well, if they're not in the classroom, they're going to lose a year of education. They're going to lose a year of these skills, blah, blah, blah. First of all, no, they're not. If their teachers are good, and they're on top of their shit, which most of them are, the kids are going to be fine. And secondly, kids are resilient. They're going to pop back from this. And they're just next year, they're going to be, you know, okay, yeah, they might not be as on top of their game as they would have. But all kids have different levels, no matter where they're learning. If a kid is really independent and really that type of type A, I got to get all my shit done and be at the top of the class, they're going to be like that no matter what. And then if a kid is a slacker, a kid is a slacker no matter what. So that part doesn't really matter. But if you're going to subject these kids to constantly going into the building every day, they're forced to wear the mask. They're not going to want to. They're going to be uncomfortable. And then if, God forbid, just their teacher goes to the grocery store and then they catch COVID and passes on to the kid and the kid goes home and kills grandma, that's worse than, you know, maintaining the kid's fucking education for six months or a year or whatever. Right. That's just fucking stupid. I like, mean, to me, priority one is let's just get through this shit. And whatever yeah. we got to do, we got to do it. Exactly. It's going to be okay. Exactly. I mean, we're going to have to make a little sacrifice somewhere. Your, your kid's going to be a year stupid, whatever. <laughs> they're going to be, they're going to live, you know, to fight yeah. another day. 
Exactly. I don't know. It's my opinion. What the and fuck? people are going to be complaining about the holidays and shit, too. I already told my parents. I, my parents are old. And my dad's old and sick. I said to you, I was like, I would rather see you guys for the next 10 Thanksgivings and Christmases and whatnot than this one. And then next year, you're both dead and it's my fucking fault. Like, I'd feel yeah. awful. So I'm, a, I'm on vacation this week. I'm not leaving the house. Good for you. For what? Yeah. It'll be okay. Exactly, bitch. Good for you. Fuck it. <laughs> so I'm, I'm to totally switch gears. I love it. Let's do it. You brought up your girlfriend before. You're thinking about getting married. Yes. Am I going too deep? No, no. <laughs> Why the fuck would you do that to yourself? Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> do you keep looking back because your wife is in the room? No, I just, I just, my mannerisms are fucked up. Oh, no. I thought you were like, before no, she's I up. shit on marriage, let yeah. me look through my wife. I love her so much. I can't believe that. So she... what? What's that got to do with anything? No, it, okay. <laughs> I'm just I'm just talking about her. I can't believe she's been with me as long as she has, and and dealt with all this crazy bullshit right here. But, um, literally, funnily enough, <laughs> uh, about a was it the week of the election or the week before? I think it was like the week before, everything was still up in the air, everything's going crazy, whatever. She's on the phone with her mom and her mom actually said to her, like Jewish mom was like, just go to the courthouse, don't even worry about a big wedding and just fucking get married because if God forbid the election doesn't go the way you want to and shit gets flipped and then you guys aren't allowed to again for four years, she's like, just do it. And her, she was just like, mom, really? Like, you don't want us to have like the nice regular wedding that, you know? And her mom was like, no, I don't even care. She's like, God forbid everything gets reversed. So clearly we didn't do that because we're still not married. But right. um, but why in 2020 do you have to worry about that shit? To me, now I'm an outsider looking in, right? And it seems like acceptance has gone way up oh since God, I was totally. a kid yes. to now. Same. But, but yes. yet you're still worried about whether or not you can get married and all that stuff, right? Only because there was a, cr a literally mentally insane person in office. That was the only reason I was worried. But what does he have to do with New Jersey? Because I'm not up with it. So just, if you could uh, indulge me a little bit. I think, I think it was just more of a concern about the federal law, like the one that went in, you know, in 2015. Like, I don't think, I mean, we, are, yeah. And especially we live in a very blue state. Like we live in the Northeast for, well, a reason because A, she grew up in New York. We're both of this liberal mindset, obviously. So we're not gonna we're not gonna purposefully move to like North Carolina. We ain't right. doing it. Like, you know what I mean? No offense, but you know what I'm saying? Like that's just not our livelihood anyway. We both like the city, we both like urban environment, blah, blah, blah. But um, so no, it doesn't have anything to do with that. I just think like I don't know, we just haven't been financially ready yet and you know, all kinds right, of stuff. Okay. Like I want to have it all like when I, you know, when we both when we both propose to each other, I want to have it all nice and romantic. And yeah, okay. <laughs> you'll never, girl, you'll never you be know? ready though. You'll never be ready. Oh, I, oh no, I'm. Listen, if we could have yesterday, I would have. I'm absolutely okay. ready. All right. Like yeah, but. Okay. Is there? I'm trying to keep this at like a half an hour. So, is there anything oh, okay. you want to talk about before we before we shut this bitch down? No, I can't believe we've been talking for a half hour already. 32 minutes. Holy shit, bitch. I know. If time flies with me, I know. I know. <laughs> you got nothing for me? 
I don't know. I, I, I got all these notes. Just tons of notes here. Was I supposed to do research, bitch? What are you talking about? You don't come on my show unprepared for shit. I brought cereal. There it is. There it is. <laughs> well, thanks for being on the show, bitch. You got to call me bitch. You got to call me bitch. I've been calling you bitch for 32 minutes. I think you've brought it like twice, bitch. So thank you for having me on the show, bitch. Thanks for being on the third show. I love you, bitch. Oh, I love you too, bitch. <laughs> this was so much fun. Okay, that's it. Thank you. Cool. Yeah. Are you okay with everything? I love everything. I love all of the things. Beautiful. Okay.